0: Joining me is Tammy Enders and Mirza Advik with Hungry Heart Foundation. When Tammy Enders, a teacher at Glenwood Elementary in Lake Stevens, Washington, discovered that one of her own students would be without adequate food over the winter break, she decided something had to be done. She contacted Anita Caffey, and together they vowed that no child would go hungry at their school. Hello and welcome. I'm Lori Hardy, and thanks for listening in as we continue to talk with leaders in our community. Tammy and Mirza, thank you so much for joining us. Do you want to tell us A little bit about Hungry Hearts Foundation? Well it was one December when I had a
1: student in my class who told me she would be moving for the fifth time in two years. Uh, She, her mom and her were living on the couch of a family member and uh, as she was getting ready to leave I thought I have to do something so I checked and found out that she could stay with the McKinney Vento program that um, will transport kids to their home school. And so when I called home to tell the mom the good news, um, I asked how they were set for Christmas, and she said that they had ten dollars. And this was two weeks into December. And I asked, you know, how were they set for presents? And she said her daughter had a little stocking. So um, some, so my husband and I and some other teach another teacher at Glenwood raised some money got some presents together through our giving tree. And when we dropped them off, we realized that this family was living. They had one mattress on the floor and no furniture. And we delivered a gift certificate for food. um, And they were so overwhelmed with joy. And so when I left this family, I realized that here was a student in my classroom going hungry every day, and I didn't know it. And so I thought it was that year that the big – earthquake hit in Haiti and I had sent off my money to Red Cross to support uh, overseas to to help out. And I realized that while I was helping out, and that was a good thing, that there was someone right here in my own classroom, in my own community, going hungry. And so I um, had done some research and found out about a backpack program on the weekends where the kids are getting free and reduced lunch at school and breakfast. So they're, they're having breakfast and lunch at school, but it's on the weekend. They don't have enough to eat. And so we started, uh, so I contacted a brilliant volunteer that I had named Anita Caffey, who is a dynamo, and we started Hungry Hearts Foundation, and we started providing uh, backpacks for the kids to take home on the weekends. And it started just in our school Um, with just like 10 families. And then at grew. each of the uh, schools within our Lake Stevens School District picked up um, the program, and then the district adopted it and provided a portable, and now we service every family in the Lake Stevens School District that needs food. So our motto is that no child will go hungry.
0: That is so amazing. And like you said, to think somebody right in your own classroom and that we don't know because this isn't something we talk about, Right.
1: You would never have guessed that she was going hungry every day. She came with a little sweet smile on her face, and she wasn't someone that would come across your radar
0: and it sounds like you must do this in a very uh, careful way as far as ego and you know when kids are on the free and reduced lunch, it's yeah. always a little harder. yeah we're actually not allowed to know,
1: but because of the McKinney Vento we were we were able
0: to help her. Oh, that's great and so Mirza, yeah. your what is your uh, actual Position here.
2: Uh, so I'm the executive director with the foundation, and uh, I'm one of the co-founders as well. And um, so I I was actually introduced to the to the what is now the board of the foundation when we um, uh, I was actually a board member or um, a member of the uh, Lake Stevens Lions Club, and I was looking for opportunities to volunteer at and um, within my community. And Anita actually came up to one of our meetings, and she was looking for volunteers to help out with this program that she was running. And I had the time, and, and I met with her after she, she came to present. And so um, that led us to be introduced to the to the board, what is now the board of the foundation. And uh, we together we co-founded Hungry Hearts Foundation from there and and made it what it is today.
0: How many kids do you think you serve? If it's a whole district, so I don't know if you have an actual number.
2: So uh, according to the latest tolls, we have more than 250 kids.
0: That you serve. So that's... Um, and. Uh, What I'm thinking about is you guys are telling me about this. You're like, we needed it. We did it. We called Anita. It happened. So what happened? People start volunteering food. I mean, how did how did all this come about?
1: Well, Anita, um, you know, I was teaching during the day. So I wasn't um, available to be doing all the hands on work. But she started food drives. She started (laughs) getting donations. She started the volunteers started, you know, joining people. This was a it was a charity that was close to people's heart. And mm-hmm. it was during the downturn, um, during the recession. So there was a lot of families without going without health care, going without. And so it was this time of great need. Um, and so she, uh, Anita just is brilliant in getting people to jump on board, finding resources, uh, getting, you know, like Target and different companies to help out. And so it just grew
0: from there. And you take donations, right? Oh, yes, yeah. Of food
1: and money? We, ha- we like to focus on kid-friendly food. So we have a menu. So mm-hmm. uh, we have a distribution center um, where they pack the food every week and to send home to the families for the weekend. And so they have uh, certain kid-friendly foods. So we'll of- often supply that list of kid-friendly foods and ask for those types of donations. But i um, always looking for any type of support that we can get, be it volunteer or financial,
0: right? And like you mentioned, you were from the Lions Club, and I know that uh, different clubs in Lake Stevens have uh, donated, yes, they have, and supported the project, which is really great.
2: Yes, we have the Rotary, the Kiwanis, and uh, Lions. Oh,
0: that's so yeah. wonderful! <clears throat> yeah. So, you, what brought you to want to volunteer?
2: Um, so, like I said at the time, it was just a fortunate timing where um, I had extra time on my hands um, uh, after work, and I wanted to continue uh, to the con- contri- contributing to the community that I was living in. Um, I had just moved to Lake Stevens about a year before then, so I, w- I was actively looking for new opportunities to do that, and that's why I joined the Lions Club, and that's how I met Anita. Mm. So everything worked out perfectly. It's one of those things when you set your mind to do something, um, you make it happen, and then things do happen um, as a result of that. So it, it takes that vision and then the, the necessary steps, and then the rest just follows. And it, it was just a serendipitous event. <laughs> leading to one, one serendipitous event leading to another. And that's how we ended up meeting.
0: I think it's the power of intention. And what really comes to my mind is how you talk about a need. You talk about volunteering Mm -hmm. and I think we get really busy and we forget about that, but here you are, you sent this intention to volunteer Mm -hmm. and then look what came out of that. Exactly. And for you, how? Well, I just wanted to kind of go back a little bit and mention that as a teacher,
1: I'm fortunate enough to see Um, The students in my class that are receiving this food and and to be able to see what it means to them. I had a student one year who I knew there was a really tough home situation. She was back and forth between mom and uh, step grandpa. And she, uh, you know, I knew that there was a lot going on with her mom. Um, And I so I asked her, you know, I pulled her aside and I said, so when you open up your refrigerator on the weekend and you look inside, what do you see? And she said, pretty much nothing, Mrs. Enders. Oh. And I said, I immediately called Anita. And that afternoon, Anita brought a bag of food. Mm-hmm. And I pulled this little girl over to my desk. And she went through every item in the <laughs> bag, one by one. And you could see the joy on her face with the security, knowing that she would have enough to eat that weekend. And it's, so it's that moment that is repeated over and over in the district. Um with these kids that don't have enough. So that, I feel so fortunate as a teacher to see the benefit of what we're doing.
0: And, you know, there's many statistics on how children learn better if they are fed and secure. And as a teacher, you're having to look at some of these things and it must be really hard.
1: Right, there's that, you know, hierarchy of needs mm-hmm. and shelter, food, you know, clothing, the love, those things are the, the primary needs. And when those needs aren't met, students can't attend to learning, they're thinking about are they gonna have enough to eat? And so giving them that security of knowing that they have enough to eat can allow them to relax and to learn.
0: What would you tell a parent that's listening if they're like, I think we need this program, what would they what would they do?
1: Well, they would start by contacting the school office. So if they're in the Lake Stevens School District, they would contact their their school's office and they would connect them with the confidential person that could um, fill out the necessary forms and help them.
0: Because I think that's really hard. And uh, I, I've heard that before where parents are like, well, there's other people that need it more than we do. But when the resource is there and the kids will benefit, it seems like it, it's something that y- use it. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: And we encourage teachers as well. We we teach them to look for the signs mm-hmm. like stomach aches, Um Tiredness in the morning, putting their head down, complaining that their stomach hurts or um, they're hungry during the day. We look, we teach this, you know, have assembly or have a meeting at the beginning of the year and let the kids, let the teachers know what to look for. And then you can, we can, we can refer them to as well.
0: Oh, that's so good. Mm -hmm. And do you have some statistics or anything you want to share about the foundation?
2: So we have uh, had triple-digit growth since uh, incorporation year over year for four years straight. That's um, amazing. And uh, we're very proud of that. Um, the other thing that we're very proud of is that uh, we just finished our fifth year of existence and we are uh, 100% uh, non-profit, meaning no no member, no board member, no, uh, no volunteer is drawing any salary or any pay. 100% of the, the proceeds go to, towards either uh, food storage or distribution, or the actual food itself. So we're very proud of that right now. Even even though we've grown immensely in scale and size, we're um, approaching 300 uh, kids in our program, um, that uh, to to be able to still maintain that 100% volunteer base is, is, I think, pretty incredible.
0: And how about the volunteers? Do you have enough volunteers?
1: Um, we're always looking for volunteers, <laughs> but we are so lucky to have these loyal, dedicated volunteers, we have volunteers that are stock all, all the food that comes in, um, packs the food every week. We have Anita, who is amazing, um, and they. we couldn't survive without them, and there's so many. There's this, a wonderful core group and people that are always coming in, and they're the ones that are really doing the. The work and making the difference,
0: but there's room for more. There's always room for more. Yeah, uh, I imagine vacations and summers might be a little, little tougher because you're packing more food and uh, dealing with more. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Yes.
1: Good. Um. Yeah. So we provide a box of food for every holiday. We'll even provide turkeys at Thanksgiving have a Thanksgiving meal. And so when we, when the holidays are approaching, they have a big packing party and then they go out and the families will come and pick up food or they will deliver if needed. Mm. And then over the summer, um, our school district has, um, uh, they do serve lunch um, and we also provide food then on the weekends, we'll have boxes available during the summer as well.
0: Oh, that is so great because summers are the hard. Mm-hmm. I think the harder times when the kids don't really have a schedule. Now, you were saying when you saw the need, you you just said, I'm going to do this. What do you think gave you the courage to do that? Because so often I hear people say they want to do something, but then they never you know, put their feet to the ground. What is it that?
1: Well, you know, I'd always, I'd had this dream that I would be part of a charity. I, it was like on a bucket list. I wrote it down. Like someday I'm going to do something more than just things for myself to do something to make a difference.
0: Coming from a teacher who they hardly (laughs) do anything for themselves. And so I'd been, you know,
1: keeping it on my radar and been looking and checking, Um, had gone and inquired in a few places. And so it was, I think I kept revisiting that. I think it's like setting that goal. And Mm -hmm. like Mirza said, you know, you set that goal and you believe it and seeing that need, right? I have to do something now. I can't be one of those people that just sits back and does nothing. I have to do something. But I really think it's finding that right person. And um, if if I hadn't found Anita, like she, her son had been uh, in my class for two years and she was the like the dynamo volunteer <laughs> at the district. I mean, at, at our school, uh-huh. um, everyone used her. In mm-hmm. kindergarten through fifth grade, everyone loved Anita. And I knew that she was a go-getter. She was a determined, you you know, you give her a job, she's going to do everything to mm-hmm. see it through. Um, and I, so I knew that she was that type of person. So when I approached her, she'd also been thinking about this same type of thing. So mm-hmm. it was a perfect timing. And we started with, um, I think it was, was it Gap? Where they had the you would donate jeans and they would send oh, them right. to other countries. Started with that, and then we took off. She took off with Hungry Hearts, mm-hmm. and um, so I was finding that key person too. And she is, you know, really the the person behind all of this. Well,
0: so. and it sounds like you have an idea, then you present it, and then people jump on board. That it's like this team effort. It's not like oh, here is this need. I have to do it all myself. But it's like I have to do something, and then you open open the space for other people that have that same heart to jump on board?
2: Uh, absolutely. And it's, uh, it's, it's absolutely critical to find uh, a group of people that each has their own unique strengths because n- no single person can be good at everything. And with Anita, that's why we love Anita because <laughs> she's so great at, at going out into the community and getting finding the right people for our needs. Um, and so she's, a, she's our champion for that. Um, I'm more, uh, the structured, uh, analytical type that, you know, knows how to run a business on a, on a whole scale level, but, um, doesn't get into the details uh, necessarily. So each, each part of us, each member has something unique to offer. And it's, it, we are so fortunate to have the group of people that we <laughs> have because each one of us is, is specializing in something that they're good at. And, and that's what, that's the only way to make this work. I've I've tried to um to do different things with different groups of people and it hadn't worked out in the past. That's why when I when I joined this group, it it was incredible. Just when you find the right people, how everything just clicks.
1: When uh, so Anita and I had been trying to get our um, non profit status in a five hundred one c three, and we had <laughs> sat down with the paperwork and realized that we were way in over our heads, and so we. We're like, how do we make this happen? And so we um, ended up partnering with another um, charitable corporation and using theirs, but we still wanted to have our own and be our own nonprofit separate. And so when Mirza came on board, it was amazing. Like he knew just what to do. He looked at those forms. He knew how to handle them. It wasn't a problem. Mm. And so like he was saying about the partnership, it was a dream come true having having Mirza come on board. That's where we are today.
0: That's so great. And I think that um, it's so interesting how um, when you when you do put it out there and people do come along that know just what to do. And I know that a lot of times people get stuck there. They get stuck in the how. Well, we don't know how to do it. So they throw their hands up. And it sounds like you and Anita, you're like, okay, if we can't figure this out, we're going to join with someone else. It's like you were not stoppable. And I think it, it, it's like everybody needs to find their Anita, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a
2: there's a great uh, quote by Steve Jobs, and I'm just paraphrasing here, where uh, he's basically quoted as saying something like, uh, when you grow up, you, you think that the world is a certain place, that it's structured in a certain way, and that it's it's not uh, amicable to change. But then when you grow older and you start poking at it, you see that it, it reacts in certain ways and that there's a, a thing coming out. If you poke it from one side, it's going to stick out on the other side and so the more you do that the more you see that you can actually create the change a a change in the world Mm. so then you have to figure out what is that what is that thing that i'm passionate about because when you when it comes to success uh passion is the absolute key uh to start with once you have that passion and you know what it is you want to go after you then have to take action passion and action Will produce magical results. Now it won't. It won't happen overnight. (laughs) It it will not happen overnight. But Mm -hmm. if you stick to it, and this is where passion comes into play, because with passion you will keep doing it, even when it's when it's the hardest. You will keep doing it because you feel it's it makes it makes you feel good. It it's the right thing to do. You'll keep at it no matter how hard it gets. And passion will get you through those hard times. Actions will keep building what you what you're building, and perseverance will ultimately lead to the success that you want to see.
0: I love that. That is so great. And now you guys are getting food from kind of uh, on a um, regular basis from some companies along with maybe you have to go and buy it at other times. But are are you filling the need?
2: It's, uh, we are filling the need for the, for the kids that we have mm-hmm. on our program right now. Uh, we also do recognize that in the broader community, there's a much bigger need that we can address as mm-hmm. a single entity. And so um, what, what's happened in the past is people have come to us asking for help because they see the success that we're having and they would like to replicate it in their own communities. And we're, all, we're very much supportive of that. In fact, if anybody's listening out here uh, who, uh, who wants to do something like what we're doing, please contact us. I'd be more than happy to actually work with them, uh, tell them what, what we did right, what we did wrong, um, all the lessons learned so that they don't have to struggle through what we did. Um, and just give them the success that, that we have established um just make it a like a a cookie cutter th- yeah. thing hopefully and then it can spread like wildfire.
0: Wouldn't that be great if every school district had Absolutely. This? Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
2: That's that's our ultimate goal. We our, our current group of people is is too small to make that happen, mm-hmm. but if we if we can encourage other community leaders in their own communities to come and reach out to us, contact us, please do contact us. We are more than happy to share our ideas and our successes and let's let's Make this. Yeah, happen. let's do Let, it let's together. Let's do 2020. Let's do 2020 right. That's,
0: Something about 2020 just feels hopeful. <laughs> the, I don't know if it's just me.
2: It's the vision being 2020. That's why <laughs> yeah, you can I, see I things so. clearly. <laughs> let's let's just Let, make it happen. Yeah,
0: definitely. Yeah. Well, I will definitely put your link on the um, on the information along with this, mm-hmm. and so they can contact you for this. And what would you you know what would you want to say to either a parent or a teacher? What what is heavy on your heart? Um, with this program that you want people to know?
1: Well, I I think that we would like to say, first of all, that um, we're there. You know, if, if you need something, don't be afraid to reach out. Um, I think that it's a hard question because I think it's more what I would say to those people that you know, are listening that would like to support. Okay. Us.
0: Talk to them. Okay. <laughs> the
1: ones that um, want to support you. Yeah, because we have like, mm-hmm. uh, Marissa had said, our vision is not just to, you know, stay. We, w- we, we want to help other. That's been our, our vision since Mirza came on board is to try to reach out. Um, we also want to expand to on what we're doing. There's, there's, we would like to, at some point have, uh, like some type of food truck or food delivery so that we could go around during the summer oh. and, there are some communities that can't make it to our free and reduced lunch program during the summer there's some that you know the tran transportation there is difficult so we would love to be able to go to them so mm-hmm. that's our vision um and so it's it's any way that you know you can help we would appreciate
0: and and what what would help the most volunteers donations food money all everything of, all of the above <laughs> yeah and it would be a tax deduction right yeah
2: that's, yeah, that's correct. Yeah, we're an official charity. so um, we do provide receipts for every th- every donation.
0: Yes oh, that is so great. And like you said, sometimes you're just looking for a place to put the money you're you're ready to give, you know, <laughs> and you need and and um especially in, you know, your community, um, and then to see that maybe another community nearby might want to go, hey, we want to do this too. show mm-hmm. us how. To make this work. Mm-hmm.
2: Absolutely. And I'm, I'm committing here, live on air, yes, you are, aren't you? <laughs> that who, whoever wants help, uh, please reach out to me. I will, I will personally reply and, and seek to meet with you.
0: That is so great. And if not, reach out to us at Spotlight here and we can uh, pass you along. So um, any, anything else that you would like to add to this?
2: Um, well, just going back to your previous questions about uh, what, what advice to give to parents, um, I would say that uh, people go through different difficulties in life. Um, whether that's financial or or personal or, or, you know, mental illness, whatever. Um, Especially in cases when children are involved, make sure that you prioritize your children's well-beings as well as your own. Mm -hmm. And so it might be difficult to seek help in those moments, but it is critical that you do. And we are one service that provides one type of help. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And we're very fortunate to have a group of volunteers that's committed to that cause.
0: I would imagine if somebody did ask for help, they would be welcomed with open arms and not judgment. Absolutely. Uh, I was a single mom for many years and I struggled and it was hard to ask for help. I wanted to be the one helping, but I did find that then I could help. Mm-hmm. You know, I but at, by receiving help, I became much better mm-hmm. at giving and helping others because I knew what it was like to be in their shoes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So that is really great advice. You know, there's no shame in asking for help, and especially when it comes to your kids.
2: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And that's why our program is very confidential. Um, our kids, nobody knows even within the classrooms who our kids are uh, within our program because mm-hmm. everything is done um completely anonymously that
0: is so great because i i think you know we hear stories of kids who said you know i was in the cheap food line or you know things that really impact them and um, just, just, I just heard this about Alzheimer's research, that they're saying the cure is actually in teaching in school, that kids are getting positive learning experiences is what's going to change that all the way in the end when they're getting Alzheimer's. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought research. they were going to say it was a pill. but No, yeah. into the um,
1: benefits of a positive early education Mm -hmm. being long lasting. So
0: true. Yeah. Now what if what if I'm like a mom listening and I know my kid's friend is going through a hard time. What would be the best thing for me to do? Go to them, go to the school?
1: Well I think go to them first and and, I mean if you're in a district that has this program or if you're in our district, to go to them to say, hey, that you can reach out, Mm -hmm. that would be the best way. Um, to maybe get information to bring to them mm. just to keep the privacy, okay. and then, you know, so they could be anonymous because if they're, if they're worried about it, mm-hmm. then they don't want to have it spotlighted. So I think right. if you could do it, you know, privately get information and bring it to them, that would be helpful. And, you know, to be honest, I, uh, one year I had a student whose mom was illiterate and didn't know how to fill out the free and reduced lunch forms. And oh. so getting someone to sit Beside them, maybe helping oh. with those type of services as yeah, well.
0: Yeah, that's really good to know. So, if someone wants to donate or contact you, where do they go?
2: Hungryheartsfoundation.com. Uh, okay. We accept all sorts of um, uh, donation methods. And is,
0: so, there's like a donation button. Yes.
2: there is a donate button. You can do it online. You can uh, write us a check and send to the address that we have on there. Uh, email. You can you can Yeah, email. Or you can um, also, uh, we are on Amazon Smile. Oh, great. And so you can add us to that, and then a fraction of your purchase will go towards this as well.
0: That's really great. If you don't know about that, when you order from Amazon, you can pick a charity that some of the profit will go to. So um, that's that's a good uh, thing to remember. Mm-hmm. So hungryheartsfoundation.com, not dot .org.
2: That's correct. Dot .com. Mm-hmm. That's right.
0: And we have Mirza Advik mm-hmm. and Tammy Enders. And thank you so much for joining us and thank you for doing this. I just, I just know when I was raising my kids and we were struggling, I remember them saying ramen again, you know? And so it's so great when kids can have options and, and just we all know that they learn better when they're at least eating. Thank you for the work that you do. Thank you so much for having us us on your show. My pleasure. I'm Lori Hardy, and thanks for listening today. We hope you've learned a little something I sure have. Join us again next week when we continue to talk with people that are making a difference in our community.